Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're able to join us for this act of worship. St Bride's is famous for its ministry to journalists, and behind me here you can see our journalists' commemorative altar. We are aware as never before of the dangers that those in the industry face when bringing us the news. So our journalists and all who work in the media are very much in our thoughts and prayers at this time. However, we are, of course, here for all of you, journalists and everyone else. Do please leave us a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these services, uh, you'll find details of how to do so in the accompanying text. But now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. From the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. be with you. A very warm welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist 
on this, the Feast of the Transfiguration. And it's wonderful to be back with you once again. Some of you who join us online may not be aware that I'm just back following a three-month period of sabbatical leave. So my particular thanks to my clergy friends and colleagues who've worked extra hard during my time away. Uh, if you have seen my face on our online services during the past three months, it was probably an archive recording, so it really is wonderful to be back here for real. We begin now with our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord, amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolve to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Father in heaven, whose Son Jesus Christ was wonderfully transfigured before chosen witnesses upon the holy mountain and spoke of the exodus he would accomplish at Jerusalem. Give us strength so to hear his voice and bear our cross, that in the world to come we may see him as he is, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the book of Daniel. As I looked, thrones were placed, and one that was ancient of days took his seat. His raiment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames, its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court sat in judgment, and the books were opened. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man, and he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and kingdom that all peoples, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. This is the word of the Lord.
A reading from the second letter of Peter. We did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honour and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased, we heard this voice, born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. And we have the prophetic word made more sure. You will do well to pay attention to this, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Jesus took Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his countenance was altered and his raiment became dazzling white. And behold, Two men talked with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep, and when they wakened they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. And as the men were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is well that we are here. Let us make three booths, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. As he said this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were afraid 
as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silence and told no one in those days anything of what they had seen. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. In the days when I was teaching at a theological college, I once had a mature student who I have to say really was a bit of a nightmare. She was very needy, she had incredibly low self-esteem, she struggled with her academic studies, and she was always hopelessly behind with her work. Her problems were so significant that I had frequently wondered how on earth she had managed to get through the rigorous process of selection for ordination training in the first place, and her difficulties were so entrenched that it was very difficult to know how to begin to help her. She was a part-time student, so had continued working in her regular job during her training. And one day, I had occasion to visit her in her own workplace. I knew that she was a nurse. What I hadn't realized was that she was, in fact, quite senior and was involved in nursing training. And seeing her functioning in an environment where she felt completely at home was a total revelation. It was like encountering a completely different person. Because at work, she was confident, outgoing, authoritative, well-organized, and highly professional. And I also became aware for the very first time that she also had considerable pastoral gifts. That one encounter enabled me to recognize that Although I had thought that I knew that woman really quite well, after all, I had spent enough of my time dealing with her crises, actually, I had never seen the person she truly was at all. I had written her off as a no-hoper, whereas, in fact, she had gifts and skills and abilities of which I was completely unaware. I could also now begin to understand why she had been selected for training, because I could see her strengths, not merely her problems. At last, I'd grasped a sense of her full identity, and it completely transformed the way that I related to her after that. Now, there's something at the heart of that experience that I've always found very helpful as a starting point from which to begin to make sense of the rather baffling story of the transfiguration of Jesus. As we heard in our reading from St. Luke's Gospel, Jesus goes up into a mountain to pray, taking three of his disciples with him. And there, despite the fact that they are weighed down with sleep, note that detail, by the way, his followers witness an astonishing transformation. They see the appearance of his face change. His clothes become dazzling white. And two men, Moses and Elijah, are seen speaking with him. Then a cloud overshadows them, and a voice says, This is my son, my chosen, listen to him. 
In that one encounter, the disciples suddenly glimpse a truth about Jesus of which they had previously been completely unaware. Their eyes are opened to his true significance and his true identity for the first time. But there's even more to it than that, because particularly in the way that Luke describes it, this incident sets off fireworks in all kinds of different directions, making connections with other key incidents from his gospel. The heavenly voice from the clouds takes us back to the start of Jesus's ministry and his baptism in the Jordan by John, when that same voice declared from above, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And when in today's gospel reading, we are told that the disciples who accompanied Jesus were weighed down with sleep, we cannot help but make a connection with that other occasion when, on the night of his betrayal, Jesus took the disciples with him to the Mount of Olives and lamented that they could not remain awake while he prayed, which takes us to the start of the events leading to the passion and crucifixion of Jesus. And then we have the two figures of Moses and Elijah appearing in glory at the Transfiguration. How very interesting that in Luke's account of the first Easter morning, the women who go to the tomb at dawn find it completely empty except for two men in dazzling clothes. In other words, the story of the transfiguration of Christ also points us forward to his resurrection. Baptism, crucifixion, resurrection, it's all there in the transfiguration. So it is that at that moment, past, present and future events collide in a single, powerful but fleeting moment as the disciples are given a glimpse of the true identity and true destiny of the man Jesus and suddenly recognize that there are whole dimensions to his significance that had hitherto passed them by completely. Little wonder then that Peter's all too human reaction is to try to capture that moment and bottle it. Master, how good it is that we are here, he declares. Shall we make three shelters, three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah? But Peter had failed to grasp that what he has been shown is a moment of revelation, not a permanent state of affairs. In the same way that you can be shown an amazing image of a place to which you are traveling, but you can't bypass the arduous traveling that's necessary in order to get you to that destination. You cannot have a resurrection without first having a death. But those moments of revelation, when they come, are so powerful that they really can be life-changing. Today, the 6th of August, is not only the Feast of the Transfiguration, it's also the anniversary of a much more sobering event, the bombing of Hiroshima in 1945. Some years ago, I chanced upon a book by a man called Paul Glynn, entitled Song for Nagasaki. The book tells the story of a Japanese man, a medical doctor called Takashi Nagai. He was also a convert to the Christian faith. When on the 9th of August, 1945, three days after Hiroshima, 
the atomic bomb fell on Nagasaki, the hospital where Takashi Nagai worked was situated a mere 700 meters away from the epicenter of the explosion. By some astonishing miracle, he survived. But when he returned to the place where his home had formerly stood, he found it reduced to ash and rubble. And within it, harrowingly, he found the remains of his wife, whom he had loved dearly. He was utterly devastated. He left that pitiful scene of unimaginable carnage to search for his children with his world in tatters, literally, as well as metaphorically. But Nagai later described how, as he did so, remarkably, and against all the odds, a single phrase from the teachings of Jesus suddenly took hold of his heart. The heavens and the earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. It is the kind of Christian testimony that one dare not speak of lightly, nor dismiss lightly. Because it was a moment of revelation, a moment of transfiguration, when suddenly and powerfully and against all the odds, the steadfastness of God was glimpsed in the face of utter devastation and meaninglessness and the very worst that human beings can inflict upon one another. Takashi Nagai knew that because of his exposure to radiation, he was a dying man. His prayer was that he might be granted the time that he needed to finish whatever work God had entrusted to him. And his final few years were a time of extraordinary creativity. While he could still walk, he continued his work as a doctor, tending the sick. And when eventually he was permanently immobilized, he wrote a string of remarkable and moving works testifying to the depth of his compassion and his commitment to reconciliation. Takashi Nagai, like the disciples at the Transfiguration of Christ in our Gospel reading, was granted a glimpse of the astonishing reality of God's power and grace and presence when he had least expected it. And he was himself transformed by that experience, as we too can be. Amen. Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. 
He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Almighty God, who has promised to hear the prayers of all who ask in faith. Lord, of transforming glory, look with favour on your church. Strengthen us as we work to proclaim your glory in the world. Help us to listen and hear the directions of your Holy Spirit. May we and all who profess to work in your name be renewed in holiness, that we may reflect your glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of transforming glory, look with favour on all the nations of the world, scarred by hatred, conflict, strife and war. On all the victims, particularly the children, with wounds, physical and mental scars. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of transforming glory, look with favour on this church of St. Bride. Direct us to do your will here and in our daily lives. Make us instruments to your glory, that we might sing your praise and shine as a beacon to your splendour. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of transforming glory, look with favour on all those in need and distress, in sickness and suffering pain. Bring to them comfort and healing in the light of your presence and in the hope of the dawn of a new day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of transforming glory, you share all our pains. Take from us the pain of our losses as we remember all those who have, we have loved but see no more. According to your promises, carry all our brothers and sisters to witness your Son, Jesus Christ, in glorious majesty, where all are changed in eternal glory. Merciful Father, accept, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. 
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. Let us pray. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy at all times and in all places to give you thanks and praise, Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ, and as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts, in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Brothers and sisters, draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies, we are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, 
that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body and our souls washed through his most precious blood and that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Amen.
let us pray. Holy God, we see your glory in the face of Jesus Christ. May we, who are partakers at his table, reflect his life in word and deed, that all the world may know his power to change and save. This we ask, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And we say together, Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. <laughs>
peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ.